We are recording. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Live Laundry Podcast. I've got a in my throat. Hello and welcome to the Live Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. After we are back after our brief hiatus. How's the packing going? Well, as you can see, there is a wall of boxes. Question. What do you think my team's number one response to the news of you moving were? And therefore, I think the nation's response to you moving. I don't know. I've got no idea. What? First thing that everyone said, Gemma's moving. Is she pregnant? No. (laughs) Although when you did your announcements, you lay on the bed and said, I've been sitting on something for weeks. I mean, is it something I don't know? Are you announcing? If you're pregnant, we're going to have words. God, no, no. Well, what did they say then? Um, she's just done the shoffice. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know. I said she's going to have an inside, uh, she's going to have an inside office now. No, an office. Be like you, Chippy. We're going to have an office each. Yeah, that's what I mean. In the house. No, no. Mike's building one outside the house. <laughs> Mike's not used to Mike's outside in his kennel. <laughs> Mike's not in my office. I've made it very clear that my office is going to be a lady's office. Joe doesn't technically have an office. He has my grown-up sitting room, which was his office. And then he and his company rented an office. And then COVID hit. They gave up their office. And now my lovely grown-up sitting room has a man standing in it at the mantelpiece all the time doing important phone calls. It's really annoying. Um, Okay, well, everyone was concerned about you've just done the show office. And I was like, well, she's, she's going to be in, inside now. Just the standard office from now on for Gemma Bray. So what, what do you think? So since we last spoke to everybody, um, what's happened in the world? We have gotten in, well, it's from tomorrow, the lockdown ends. You're going into tier two? Yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because you're going into tier three. So we went in. Oh, we went in at tier two and we're coming out at tier two. I went in at tier one and I'm coming out at tier three. <laughs> so we've had an email about bubbles. Yeah, we've had an email about bubbles. Oh, should we, while you're doing that, should we mention we've got fancy ads? Oh, fancy yeah. Fancy ads, yeah. fancy ads. At the start of this podcast talking about <laughs> the, word, the word moist. I do apologise. We literally have no, we have no control over ads. Do but we? we want them. We need them because I'm, I'm moving house and I've got, I've got a bigger mortgage. <laughs> we need them because it's okay to make some money from something that you do with your time. But uh, we have no control over them. And obviously I don't listen, but uh, the first one that you heard was about lube. But I think that's, you know, well, it's quite fitting with the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, no, but as we all know, I am a little bit of a prude. So it made me panic. I thought I'd like press some button um, and I would X-rated ads only. X-rated ads only. And now we'd, we'd, and then we'd be talking about like some sort of sign-up website. Well, I am very pro-women having access to whatever they need to get their rocks off. So if they, they need the, the, the lube, maybe they wouldn't know where to look. Like laundry's I, now literally got you covered. I did get approached by a company asking me to, um, on Instagram, asking me to do a grid post for a vibrator. Like Lily Allen. 
well, I, don't, I can't remember the name of the company, but I, I politely declined. You know, Tom would never speak. Can you imagine me? Housework, housework, housework. Yeah. Vibrator. Vibrator. Housework, housework. Yeah. I've seen a few. There's a few yeah, it's just names. Really? Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not because I'm just like. I'm actually quite surprised you can say vibrator. Vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I always get, I always attract quite, I don't like the word prudy because I don't think it has negative connotations and I don't. Conservative in my views. Conservative. Uh, when I was at oh. university, my bestie bud couldn't say pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not either? Yeah, I can. When I'm talking about kittens. <laughs> um, so bubbles. Yes. So what's the what's the email? Read us the email now. You've so edited. The, right. So the email the, the the email is about the Christmas bubbles. Yeah. How every the arguments that it's causing in houses. <laughs> so, if you can imagine the scenario. So you're allowed. Now, I would like to say that I have completely checked out of all Christmas bubble conversations because yeah, you're in your own moving bubble. I'm just not, with that. not up for the stress of it. But say you have like there's not enough bubbles to cope with the amount of family members that you want to see, the family household. So the rule is you can have up to three families, three households. One of my most sensible friends. She's so sensible. And she's just a machine. She's like a mum machine. She, she, they all naturally wake up at half past five. Um, they, they do their homework and music lessons before school and stuff like that because they just naturally wake up. She only needs about three hours sleep. Um, when lockdown was announced, she went to her mum's house and literally on the way down ordered a huge trampoline to arrive at her mum's house before they all sold out on Amazon so that when they arrived in the countryside they just put up this huge trampoline and then she she came back with the best tan and they just did homeschooling in the countryside in the garden and it was lovely anyway she's my idol my mum idol but she was like i'm not seeing my parents it's too risky blah 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 and it's made me really panicked about it now i'm queen of checking out of any kind of adult conversation and I was feeling slightly smug because we've got our family, my sister's family and my mum don't have Joe's dad. Joe doesn't have any siblings. So I was like, mama, mama, that's perfect. Boris has designed Christmas around me. It's the ultimate. Thanks, Boris. And I have to say, I'm not a Boris fan, but he's kind of damned if he doesn't, damned if he doesn't. If he'd said no Christmas people would have gone absolutely batshit bonkers. So although it makes absolutely no sense, because your problem is you're tier three. So you're like, well, I can't see my mum normally, but then suddenly on Christmas, she's allowed to come in mm-hmm. for three days. And, and I do totally get, and I, I, I mean, I, some part of me can get the sense of it and part of me can't. Um, for example, it, it's keeping that interaction to a minimum. 
so that the restrictions still feel quite firm, I guess, so that people don't get carried away. Um, but has anybody thought about the traffic jams on the night of the 23rd? Yeah, literally everyone's... My mum's just like, I'm going to leave my house at three in the morning and come to you. It's going to be like a car park. So my, but my really sensible friend was like, it's just, there's absolutely no way unless you took the kids out of school and you all self-isolated for two weeks mm -hmm. and then you took a COVID test and it was negative. And then you went straight from your house to their house and you didn't touch anything. Then I suppose it probably would be safe. But as I'm not doing that, I'm not seeing my parents at Christmas. And it just made me feel really panicked because I walk the dogs every day in the park. The kids are at school all the time. Um, we go to the shops to get food and stuff. And we're, we're pretty careful, but we're not, as, we're not you know, uh, being extremely careful. And I don't want to bump my mum off. But the problem is, is that my mum's on her own. And... Christmas is a big deal in our house. It was my dad's favourite time of year. It's difficult. The whole thing is very illogical. It's very illogical and it's all best efforts. And I think, I think it's all, I think everybody has to weigh it up for their own individual circumstance. So what suits you is going to be different to what suits me. Your sensible friend's circumstances is going to be different to someone else. And so also, you've got that whole thing of my mum's an individual household and therefore are we her support bubble sorry i was just having a drink exactly there's like so many gray areas i was i had i was thinking the other day you know because we are in tier three now or we're going into tier three tomorrow i don't know when the second uh, yeah tomorrow so we so we have a lot of our hospitality are struggling anyway and mm. so shops on our high street have closed down i can't imagine how frustrating it would be for someone who owns like a pub to see everyone opening up at christmas and friends and families and etc knowing that that will probably add length onto the restrictions on the other side of christmas and that could their business off yeah but but i mean but is the vaccination coming? Do you know what I mean? It's we're not when we're no. I know that we're nowhere near close to having a whole population available vaccination. So, just wondered if you and Joe might do a podcast on manipulative high maintenance friendships in adulthood. I mean, I think you and I are fairly different on this. I think start off with identifying what is a manipulative adult relationship i think you are very you and i are very different on this and in a way that i think if people who knew us and people who have followed you for a while and and, and people who've followed me for a while which sounds really weird very much different scale of following um, <laughs> the 10 people that followed me and the tens of thousands of people that followed you 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 I think come across as very bubbly and friendly and I come across as a bit of a bitch but actually it's the, it's the other way around no but I'm a fixer 
and therefore I pick people up and try and fix them. Whereas you're an avoider. I used to be a fixer and then I realised it got me nowhere and then I've just become quite hardcore and cynical in my old age. I don't even know I'm picking them up though until they're in my inbox eight hours a day. Mike thinks that I am awful. Like because uh, Mike's very social, very social. But I'm like, what do you need more friends for? Yeah, Joe's incredibly social. And but this is this is what's weird. Joe's incredibly social. And I'm not. Um I I don't I'm 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 not. But I'm a fixer and a problem solver. And therefore I get and I'm and I'm very opinionated. So when someone's like, oh no, this is this that we have this problem, I can't just be like, oh sucks to be you. I have to be like, okay, I've fixed it. Job done. See, I think I And then I suddenly realise that I have people bringing me their problems to fix and then they're in my life and then they're sending me messages like why haven't you listened to my last eight messages so when i got divorced um i picked up a friend like that who was a leech Mm. (laughs) not financially or anything like an emotional leech yeah and it was so exhausting and like every week we'd have the same problem she would phone me up and she'd go through the same problem. I'm not going to say what the problem is because it would be great outing. Be, but it's the same problem. And everyone mm-hmm. would give the same advice. And we'd go around the same loop. Until mm-hmm. one week, I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. And I just said to her, I'm really sorry. I can't do this anymore. I can't be your friend if you continue to self-sabotage your life. It's too upsetting to watch. I've given you advice. I've tried to help you as much as I can. Come back to me when you've solved it. And I am quite good at that. I'm quite good at just cutting people out. It made me realise that what I do and what I used to do when I was younger, um, and at the time I used to think it was quite funny, I now realise that it wasn't. When I would have, I'd have, I'd go out with someone for about three months and then I would become absolutely horrified and appalled. Um, <clears throat> basically I'd go out with them and then they'd say that they loved me and then I would delete their number from my phone and that would be that I would just never speak to them again it's kind of awkward for my family who kind of had to deal with people turning up on our doorstep and stuff if I, I get to a point in my brain where I'm just like poof it's like I blow a little fuse and I can't deal with that anymore hmm um, it's not a very mature way to deal with things. But do you still have that then? Yeah, that's how I want to deal with everything. But that's not. But some. But some people don't. That they don't pick up on that. I think the thing is with manipulative friends. Manipulative friends are almost, in a way, more difficult to deal with than manipulative other halves. Like oh, manip- absolutely. Because the thing is. When you're breaking up with a a person that you've had a romantic relationship with, you can be like, I'm just not not that into you anymore. Mm -hmm. 
I just don't find you attractive anymore. I'm just not that into you anymore. I'm not in love with you. All of these are like valid. You can't argue with them much as you may try. But with friends, you can't be like, yeah, I just don't like you that much anymore. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult to have that kind of, unless you've had the boundaries up from the beginning, which is where I'm not good because I don't realise it's happening. I don't realise the relationship is even starting. <laughs> I just think I'm helping someone with something and then all of a sudden Joe's like, why are they sending you voice notes at four in the morning about their divorce? It's like, well, I don't know. No one else is listening to them. He's like, no, of course no one else is listening to them. It's four in the fucking morning. Um, and I think once it's gone that far without having a fight it's very hard to i think because we don't like hurting people's feelings no and you know and and, and that did, did the friend ever get back to you or did you just not speak to each other now might have blocked her from facebook <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing is that I left it an acceptable amount of time. I think I left it about 12 months. You, what we were talking about before we started recording as well is that you and I basically have two speeds. We're either going at something 100 miles an hour or we're, we've broken ourselves and we're having to lie in a dark room. Um, and I am never cease to be amazed... And it's a fault in my own, of my own, I know, but I expect everyone else to go 100 miles an hour. And if they're complaining to me that something's not happening or that something's broken, or then I'm like, either you fix it or you... Do you know what I mean? You, you fix it. You move, you move, you move. The only thing you can do is move. Mm-hmm. Keep going. What do you... And I then become frustrated with people like you say with that friend where you're having the same conversation over and over again and you're like, I've told you what I think, I've told you what I do. Since we've last had this conversation, I've made all these moves and you're just sat in your... And, and I can't even remember who it is, who, who is who says you are the traits of the seven people you hang out with the most. That Rob Moore, I was thinking about him. It was five, isn't it? I think it's quite... I think yeah. It's- you, I was listening to you the other day. So, like, if you're looking to level up, you you surround yourselves with five or however many people who are better than you. Not oh, that's the that's a different thing, but the same. So that's the thing. You because you are. So the the, the initial thing is you are some a, 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 an amalgamation of the the five or seven people that you spend the most time with. So and then, so if you are looking to level yourself up personally or at work or whatever you need to make sure that those five people are better than you basically and if you are surrounding yourself with emotional leeches you will be dragged down yeah and I definitely feel that in the last I feel that that one of the things that happened to me in 2020 was I had a lot of emotional leeches I found that that was during lockdown. I think I was sitting still enough 
that they kind of just came and latched on. And a, this is very different, and I just want to make it very clear. This is very different from having a friend in need, right? I think for me, having someone that a manipulative person that continually takes, 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 and never gives. If you off, if you look back, if you assess a friendship, take a step back and go, well, what do they bring to the table on this relationship? And if it's nothing, or you know, if it's constantly you giving out, then there's an imbalance and there's a problem. And you really but this is the thing. The problem that I have is that, that there's a specific person and they are incredibly kind, incredibly kind. But eye-wateringly manipulative. So it's really difficult because most of the time I'd have been really cutthroat and just been like, nope, not doing this anymore. But they are the person that always remembers big days you know if i have blood tests they'll be the person that sends me a message in the morning that says hope today goes okay do you know what I mean they are thoughtful um and they are kind but my goodness it's you know i did this for you it obviously wasn't enough and you're like why you can't you can't go through life measuring it on measuring your friendships on what you've given just mean like i've given you this so you owe me that no so it's it's it's, you know if i did something for someone and i did it out of friendship like say i did something for mike and Mm. um i wouldn't then chalk it up on a little mental tally no you can't do that you can't and that's and that's where this problem is uh with this specific person is you can't if you have, I, f- I think it's a real killer of relationships. If you're, if you have that mental tally of all the presents you've given and all the things you've done, which does happen in relationships. I mean, we all have those things in romantic relationships where they'll be like, when did I ever do that? And you know, there's a meme, I think with a hand pulling out a filing cabinet and the fingers going through it. It's like, if Joe says to me, when have I ever done that? I'm like, uh, this date, this date, this date, this date. But it's not the same as that. It's being like, just giving little presents or do you know what I mean? And being like, but I gave you that. It's like love bombing in a way, isn't it? So mm. like, they love bomb you and like, oh, look, I'm doing this, do this, I'm doing nice, I'm nice, I'm nice, I'm nice. But then they pull away and beat you with it. And yeah. It, and it makes you feel awful because you're like, well, hold on a minute. I didn't realise that everything you were doing came with a condition and I didn't ask for that no the whole point of gifts is that they're they are price free if you see what I mean manipulative people like so I have dealt with two or three very manipulative people I don't know this person that Chippy's talking about I don't know any of the but I I would hazard a guess that they would get quite jealous of other Mm -hmm. friends they're, absolutely they're quite controlling they want you to themselves they try and isolate you from your other friends and and yeah. it's and it's just not healthy because they will turn around and threaten to take away all of the good things and all of the lovely things and it's so awful when it's a friendship and it just leaves you completely blindsided but also because i'm not big on friendship groups and and all of that 
I feel incredibly claustrophobic because I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want eight messages lining up on my WhatsApp that are two minutes long. Like I just, I, I want my space and I want my quiet time and I want to be able to go out of my house and have control over who I'm seeing and that kind of thing. I don't want it all. In, and I, I, I think phones are terrible for that. They give okay. you a, you don't have any space it's like they say with kids nowadays with bullying mm. whereas it used to be bad when we were at school and you used to get bullied but you used to go home and that was like your safe space hopefully whereas the problem for kids now is that there's social media and there's mobile phones and you're never kind of free from it um and it's the same if you've got if you've got a manipulative friend they have constant access to you but um in the purposes of this conversation as a whole, the person that sent it in, one, one, oh, one, one has to ask oneself, you know, are they a friend or are you just staying friends with them because you feel like you have to through a sense of duty because they have made themselves appear so emotionally vulnerable that it plays on your people pleaser rescuer status to stick around? Yeah. And these sorts of people are very good at picking out that character trait. And what, um, it's actually, there's a lot of it around. I wonder if it's, if it's a lockdown thing that's built intensity, if you see what I mean. My, my, um, I've got another friend who's dealing with it as well. I actually usually do do the thing of like, I'm just, distance i'm literally not responding i don't respond um and joe always says it's really odd he's like it's really odd they seem really nice and i'm like i just can't i just can't emotionally deal with it anymore i do have a very weirdly compartmentalized brain where i'm like i'm just gonna turn the key on that door am i just not going back in there again um and one of these people um just did a couple of things that i was like no actually just no just no not dealing with it um and so she now messages joe and joe's just like why am i getting all these messages I'm like there you go it doesn't, it's not just me um so i think if i think i think you probably have to get to a stage where you're like i'm not i'm just not i'm just not dealing with this anymore and they might be upset but the time has come. And also, if you feel you're in that position where you're almost frightened to have that confrontation, that should kind of ring alarm bells as well. You don't want to get them under. You don't want to. The fallout is going to be far too much drama. You know? Yeah, you see, I'm in that position. And I think, so I, and I think I, I'm kind of through the other side of it because I, I have, I'm almost the other way. So I'm like zero tolerance. This is a preemptive strike. I will, you know, I am so far the other way because of things that have happened to me in the past that I just will probably shut things down too soon or unnecessarily. But if I feel that I'm entering into any type of relationship with someone that it's just imbalanced with them at the top and they think they're, you know, whatever, any, any type of power or control, I just will just not get, you know, whatever, messing off my nose. Mm. myself to do it but I'm kind of a little bit too much the other way that's not to say I'm not I am a caring person <laughs> like I do go and help people but 
like that. So manipulative friends, it's really difficult. Um, once you get into that quagmire of manipulation, it's hard to see it happening. And from an outsider looking in, it seems quite simple. Oh, now I'm in the situation, and the, I know the person who sent in the message. So I'm going to suggest to her that we're each other's accountability buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if yeah. you're both having to do it, boundaries. I'm terrible with it because I think what it is, I've never been in a situation. So obviously you, you all, I think the breakdown of a marriage is quite a big boundary reminder <laughs> yes. or, or indicator. I've never, I've bounced through life being quite antisocial until my mid thirties. So I've never had to set boundaries because as I say, I just wander off if I'm not, into something and so all of a sudden I don't know how to deal with it because I'm like why is it it's, what's happening so now that um, manipulative people problem I'm, I'm not getting a living room in the new house but Mike is harsh I'm not married to you Chippy so because Mike got there first what <laughs> Basically, I keep each other laugh. What is your positive of the week? Oh, fuck no. Shall I go first? Well, yeah, you go first. What's your positive? You're moving house! Yeah, no, but that's not a positive. That'll be a positive for next week. Positive okay. for this week is I have watched... I have made time to sit down and watch series one to three of The Crown on Netflix. And from this evening, I can watch the whole of series four, which is all about Diana and Charles, which I, which I think I've already said I really like that sort of era the 80s monarchy yeah okay and i can do a really good impression now of the queen me (laughs) me and my husband no i don't know who told you it was a good impression is that mike again eddie (laughs) i before you do your positive i was a time when i got in the car with mike on a long trip and it was only a few years ago why you married me after this i don't know (laughs) I said, to fill the time, I will do all of the, I will start at the north, of, very north of Scotland, and I will do every single accent all the way down to Cornwall. Are you ready? Like that. <laughs> we got to Newcastle, he was like, okay, you need to shut up. I'm quite intrigued. Did you just do Scotland as a whole, or did you do regional? No, I just did Scotland as a whole oh that's disappointing i thought you were going to do regional i can't do accents which is why i went scotland newcastle and by newcastle it was already but i would have <laughs> liverpool or manchester birmingham liverpool and manchester i could do and bristol i, could I was do. hope you could do manchester um but like it was just, it was just anyway what's your plus <laughs> i'm really sad you weren't like and this is glasgow and this, this is edinburgh right. and this is <laughs> This is Glasgow. This is Dundee. Um, my positive for the week. So, I, I almost said it last time, but then it got so convoluted, my brain just stopped. Um, basically, I was quite bossy about doing a website for someone, and I then thought, oh my God, it's going to be rubbish and I'm going to have been bossy about it and I should just have backed the hell off and let everyone get on with things. 
but the theme is Chippy's really controlling. Um, but it's really good and it works and everyone's really impressed and people keep coming up to me and being like, it's amazing, you're so clever. And I, that's not necessarily that I need to hear that I'm so clever, but it went well and it worked. It's always and nice. I'm not so much of the twat as I thought I was. Okay, well, that's a positive. <laughs> also, Chippy, what's so that? positive for the week is and I'm I not as much of a twat. And I think it's the moon. So I was just like, okay. Oh, God, the fucking moon. It was a beaver moon. Did you see it? <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall see you next week. Say goodbye, Chippy. Bye-bye. Bye.